What is up, everybody? It is me, Bobby D. Unfortunately, some gremlins got in the system, so the audio might not be where we normally like to have it. But bear with us. It was just this episode, and we want to put this out for you. So here you go. Oh! Oh, hello. All right, let's do this one last time. Warning. Marvel and R&D contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended. As I told you a long time ago. Go fuck yourself. I got invitations right here. Enough for everybody. Are you ready? I was born ready, motherfucker. You Spider-Man, given a job to do. I played the long game, Mr. Castle. That's my secret, Captain. On the roof! So many snacks, so many can die. We're in the end game now. He looks like an asshole. He's a criminal, that's who he is. I am. Well, that's just as fascinating as the first 89 times you told me that. What is up, everybody? It is time for the finale of Loki. This is Marvel on RMD. I'm your host, the one and only Bobby D. With me, as always, are my time travel buddies, Lauren and Paul. Hi. Hi. Hey. So, we have a jam-packed episode to get to as far as this finale goes. But first, Emmy nominations. I don't know if you guys had saw this, but WandaVision, and we had talked about this in our previous uh, Marvel and RMD shows, you know, especially WandaVision, it was, uh, as I try to remember, as my brain is mush, I believe it was Steve and David and me. At this point, we're talking about how Elizabeth Olsen and cast stood out, like the acting that they did, and you guys can chime in because you didn't have really an opinion on it because you weren't on the show, but the acting that was done in that... You were? Yeah. You were. Shit. You got to remind me then. I Man, told you my mind's mush. Sorry. Um, but but we had talked about the acting, you know, being outstanding and, you know, surprising that, you know, these secondary characters, especially Elizabeth Olsen, who hasn't had like that breakout moment for her. This was her breakout moment. And obviously we were correct because she was nominated for best uh, outstanding actress in like a limited series and so basically yeah. was the rest of the cast so um it, it'll be interesting to see i think this is a good thing like and and let me know how you guys feel on this i i think it's a good thing for the shows that it proves that they are critically you know and getting the awards that's what they want but I hope it doesn't divert from the movies because we've seen this before to where it's like, fuck, we're good on TV. Let's, like, just keep throwing TV at it. I hope they stick with the plan here. I I think I, – I mean, especially with the amount of effort that they put into these shows, I honestly think these shows are probably harder to do than movies. So I don't think yeah. the movies are going anywhere. I- and also, you have to think that there's just so much more money to be made with the TV shows. I'm sorry, with the movies than there are with the TV shows. Yeah. Like, Marvel movies gross so much worldwide. Yeah. And, yeah, I'm sure they're making okay money on Disney+. Plus, Probably more than okay because that's where the Star Wars programming is. That's where the Marvel programming is. That's where all of Disney and Pixar's programming is. Um, 
But at the same time, it's not, it's not like, it just doesn't have the same kind of money-making capability where like you launch a movie in theaters, you get all of this buzz and you make, you know, millions and millions and millions of dollars over the course of the run of this movie in theaters. And then you sell the DVDs. And then you put it on your streaming service and you keep people attached to the streaming service because these things are available there yeah. to rewatch. And then you sell a bunch of merch. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Then you merch, you merch the fuck out of it the whole time. Yeah. Uh, I think it's, I think it's really, I think it's really like cool and telling though, that these shows are getting nominated for Emmys because I think at the end of the day, um, the movies aren't, oscar worthy no you know like they're really good but they're not like good that they're not amazing films yeah as much as they try to like you know for you for your consideration type shit Mm -hmm. like the only one that i could have ever seen maybe getting a nomination was robert downey jr in endgame like i would have bought that yeah um just because of like the whole plight of his character and everything that was going on there but the the fact is when you look at the emmy nominations for this year the the limited series or movie elizabeth olsen for actress uh mm-hmm. betney for actor you know supporting actress i believe Catherine Hahn. Yep, Catherine Hahn. Like, I, yeah, I'm just mm-hmm. scrolling through. And then for the show itself. And mm-hmm. it's just like, wow, that that's that's amazing. Again, I think my only concern is is that, you know, the, the, the last couple Star Wars movies hadn't done as good as they expected. And then they've, they've now put all their eggs in their basket, it seems, for television. And I, yeah. I don't know what Black Widow is going to do. I don't know what the Ten Rings are going to do. You know, I don't know what those things are going to do because the movies aren't what the movies are you know were you know the the landscape has changed as far as what is considered a hit what is considered you know a a money maker at this point because they've already invested the 250 million in those those movies and so if they're not getting that return on these movies i mean because they definitely didn't get it on um black widow just because i think it made 70 million in its opening weekend and it's been on the shelf for how long and who knows how much money they've lost in promotion and everything else along the Mm -hmm. way because it kept getting delayed i just hope that they don't look at these next couple movies and go well you know what they're not making it let's like transition this to more of the television side like star wars did yeah so it'll be an interesting thing to see how it plays out over these next couple movies because um you know as much as the, I want to say that the momentum's there still from the television show, like bringing back that MCU, like buzz and everything else, um, I think they've lost some of the the movie side of it just because people are afraid. And, you know, I don't know if you guys have been up on the news, but like, Lauren, I know where you live. It looked like they're, they're re- you're making a wear mask again inside. And so... It, it could possibly we could be Not going yet no uh, when i left today la county said that if you're outside you have to have a mandatory mask um or indoors i mean sorry brain fart okay that that legitimately was like an hour before i left today and i was like because my i planned a trip to disneyland and i was like deb it can't do this shit again the last time i went to disneyland was the last day it was open i'm like don't do this to me again like we're trying to get there before harley goes back to school and it's literally that just happened today yeah like and I, just la county though just la county but we all know how that the trickle down effect is in 
when one county does it, it's like who's going to follow suit? But but again, but that goes back to the movie thing. Are you know are people going to be afraid to go to the movies again because you know things are starting to speed up again? And I again, it, it's good that we see that these television shows, that these actors, that these people that have worked really hard on these shows, that we noticed right away are getting those nods because y- you would think about it. 10 15 years ago you know before um you know heath ledger uh got his you know big award superhero movies weren't and shows and everything weren't looked at in this light so it's it's a good moment for the genre i i want to say that it's kind of an interesting um you know, method, decision, whatever to like, cause you know, Disney plus is a service, right? A lot of people have it for Marvel or for star Wars or whatever, but they're already paying for it. And so these shows could be a great way to like, well, I'm already paying for the service. I already have access to it. So, you know, you introduce the, you know, the immortals or, you know, this new team or that new team through these shows, um, but instead, we're getting shows based on, you know, Falcon, Winter Soldier, Wanda, Loki, characters that we are generally already invested in and care about that, like, I would go see a movie for because I already like them. Um, and it's just kind of an interesting, uh, I guess, decision, in, on, in my opinion, that they aren't maybe using a series to launch the immortals a fucking cast of like seven to ten major actor people in you know it just it seems like it would make sense to you'd be able to pull an audience in and develop the characters much more than just whatever one movie would be yeah, and I'm going to transition And then this. you do movies after that. Yeah, yeah. Let me transition this into actually getting into the show, and we'll continue this discussion here in a second. <laughs> um, oh, weird. So uh, for for all uh, – what is it? For All Time, Always, directed by Kate mm-hmm. Heron again, uh, written by Michael Waldron and Eric Martin. Um, so the, the transition back into your conversation, Paul, you know, we are getting these characters here that – um, we already would love, and like you said, we would already get movies on. But when you look at the television shows and what they're doing successfully is that they're introducing these secondary characters that probably wouldn't get as much movie time as you see um, them getting screen time and character development on these shows. You know, we saw it, you know, with Owen Wilson's character, with Sophie. You know, we, we see all these different – or Sylvie. I don't know why I said Sophie – um, these different characters throughout all these shows, whether it was in WandaVision and, you know, we, we got introduced to how quickly I forget whatever the new Miss Marvel's name is, you know, the one that got the powers. And, you know, we watched her character develop with U.S. agent in Winter Soldier. We watched him develop. We, we, we saw all these secondary characters that were introduced that are expanding this universe beyond what the movie could do because before it was – you know, we would get Winter Soldier. I remember when they were like, if you look, it said a name when they were activating the program of when the helicarriers were going to start taking out people that were going to be problems. It was like if you slowed it down, you could see this. Or it was a background screen on Nick Fury's um, thing that had a file that had somebody's name in it. It wasn't like this is the person. This is what she's doing. Like we got introduced to Enchantress you know, a, a version of her 
It was expanded on uh, Mobius. Like we got all these characters and we got so much more development and technically probably what is the same average runtime as any movie. But I feel like I've gotten to know these characters better than in a movie that would have been like Loki the movie. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I I would say that literally pick any episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Bucky gets more character development in that any episode that you just picked than his entire stint in like the four movies he was in. Yeah, these shows do so much good for the characters in the movies. And, and that's what you want from world building, right? Like, and that's what I yeah. think these shows will always be good at is that we could pull in these characters. And, and, and Paul, you're you you're right on the Bucky thing. If you know, if listeners, you've heard me complain at the beginning of Winter Soldier or Falcon and Winter Soldier that I didn't believe Sebastian Stan was a leading man. And when he was cast and watching him in those first couple movies. You know, it was just like, yo, this is the man that's going to take the shield at one point. Like, no, like we all know what the story was going to end up being. And he was going to have like a bigger role eventually because Chris Evans was probably going to move on. And at that point, before the television series, I was like, no, this isn't it. Same thing with Elizabeth Olsen, you know, in WandaVision. It wasn't like she had anything spectacular that I was like, wow, like I'm really looking forward to her being in um, Doctor Strange. Like, she's going to have to go up like before it would have been like, she has to go up against Cumberbatch. Wow. This is going to be a fucking difficult task for her. Now it's like, yes, I want to see those two act across from each other. Yes, it was, it was always the situation where if you, if you know the characters, if you read comics, you know, whatever, like, you know, Oh, well she's Scarlet witch. I really like Scarlet witch. When are they actually going to make her Scarlet witch or like, Oh, that's this fucking Bucky. That's winter soldier. I love him. He's great in the comics. When are they actually going to make him that character? And these series like do that. They push the characters to that next level so that they can be fucking phenomenal in the next movie that they're in. Yes, they, they will definitely. And um, I, I said this during WandaVision that when I started watching other, like some of the movies back again, you respect those characters so much more just from these television shows. So um, I, uh, I want to get into this now. <laughs> um, because. We had talked so many different things and, uh, you know, we had all these speculations coming in from the last show of like, oh, it could be this, it could be that, you know, and I had talked a little bit about like if how disappointed the internet and everybody would be if it's just like King Loki because technically he was in production stills and everything else. So Marvel film stuff that never made air again. Which, yeah, they did that for infinity war and endgame didn't they yes this is like the third or fourth time that they have done this because the production stills that were released i believe for this week's episode showed uh a throne chamber with loki in his full armor as king loki and it never fucking appeared in this episode so good for you guys for doing this and they also left the actor um that ends up being our, our our big bad 
you know, the, the big bad that everybody wanted this whole time, you know, and it, it paid off. They didn't they didn't put the actor in the IMDb as anybody. He wasn't even listed. Mm-hmm. So how the hell would, you know, they didn't spoil it. They did a very good job yeah. at this. That's really cool. So, um, so we always look at these series season finales. Sorry, I was just calling them series finales. Spoiler alert. If you haven't seen the after credit scene, there's season two, like we've been telling you for a month, but we'll get to that in a little bit about the completion of storylines that there was so much going on out there. Now, as you watch it and some of these things are set up, you can see that the writing was on the wall that this wasn't going to end the way we like, you know, in a pretty wrapped up bow, you know, whether it was uh Renslayer just disappearing, you know, with new information. Now I, I, I want to start off with her here now. Mm-hmm. You guys know a lot more about the comic character and everything else. She got new information and she was out to find free will. She, okay. So when she says free will though, it's really an, an illusion to what she said just before that. So she, her, her exact words to Mobius were that like the only one who has free will is the one with all the power. So when she says that she is looking, she's she's going to find free will. She's looking for the person with all the power. Okay, that's the whole point of her saying that. Like or hands down, potentially to become the person with yeah. all the power. Well, yeah, but but she has to find the person with right. all the power to take the power. Got to got to beat the man <laughs> to be the man. Yeah. So I was gonna woo, think- but it was gonna be too loud. <laughs> yeah, I also considered doing it and decided not to. <laughs> I think the the biggest question I have here, though, is like, are we going to see her encounter a king in more than just like Loki season two? So uh, Ravana Renslayer is Kang the Conqueror's or at least one of the variants of King the Conqueror, um, his love interest. So is that going to be the case? Is she, she doesn't seem like she needs to have all of the power. She seems comfortable serving a purpose. She's comfortable to follow someone that's in charge as long as she feels like there's purpose to what she's doing and she feels like she's making a difference. The fact that she doesn't have any answers has made her world crumble and she's tried to keep it together in a very like, um, umbrage from Harry Potter, sort of like everything is still fine Mm -hmm. and put together. Like, but you're just, just, she's just breaking on the inside. Like, order. (laughs) So, so do you think, like, based on that theory there that she's going to look for this this, this power and yeah. and the fact of that we, we see a significant change there um, at the end, which completely was like holy – like a holy shit moment. 
you know, to where the the statue had changed, and you know, he dies. It, 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 you said he, she was uh, King's love interest. Is that how he gets in charge at this point? Like, what, what, so, what do you what do you think? Because this is this is what I've been running through in my head, and then I'll uh, I'll let you get to your point. Is that I look at the future movies at this point, and it's just like we have. You know, Black Widow is Black Widow at this point. You know, that that wasn't supposed to be out like two years ago. But the next one, I believe, is Ten Rings, and then we go into Spider-Man, I believe, is the next two. Mm-hmm. So how does this, it like, it go into, like, world-building-wise that this obviously is a very powerful villain, um, you know, as we see him manipulate and do his things, and we'll talk about him in a minute, but... Like I always look at trying to look at the bigger picture with, especially with the MCU. If this, if we were talking DC shit, I'd be like, they're gonna do whatever the fuck they want because they don't care about each <laughs> other. But somehow this has to transition into whatever is gonna go on in, uh, you know, the 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 Ten Rings movie, and you know, supposedly the introduction of the real man. Uh, I almost said Mandalorian. Uh, <laughs> mandarin yeah like it almost came out of my mouth i was like real mandalorian yes and so it's a crossover between star wars and marvel because (laughs) disney owns all the properties and mickey mouse is gonna save the day um oh boy kingdom hearts 5 is gonna be lit (laughs) (laughs) talk about merch um but so like I, I I I started to think like okay what is next because this ends on this huge like multiverse reveal and so, so what do you what do you think is going to happen here or play in the future because at this point we know season two of Loki is going to be there and but we also know that we ain't going to see that shit for probably eighteen months. Okay, so here's the thing. I can't decide for my own like personal self and assessment of this episode. I can't decide whether I think um whether I think that Loki is in the same timeline yes. as he was before or if he's in a different one. That and again this is going to be one of those things that can be talked about over and over again cuz I I 100% agree with you on that that you know when when we get to that big reveal and you know they did such an excellent shot there when loki comes back and they're watching you know the sacred timeline like branch off like a subway system at a major city mm-hmm. and i was like oh it got done like they did it like the the multiverse is there we have free will and then they're that's like that's a good cliffhanger too though yeah. you know the yeah. one that keeps you thinking like oh my god but i can't i i don't know which which way this is going yeah and then he rushes so, by and they're like who the fuck are you shouldn't you be working and be like oh <laughs> fuck like really this is where we're at okay and then you know the, okay. the turn and the, no. the, the changing of the statues you're just like i don't have i gotta record in 24 hours i don't have time to process it. <laughs> All right, stop talking. Um, because so anyway. I so like I'm I'm throwing back to Renslayer. Okay, go ahead. Um, and she like the whole series so far for me, she has been like a honestly like like a religious fanatic kind of character, oh, and yeah. like um, you know just kind of like not unlikable, but you like you knew you knew she's up to some shit, and like you were really like at best. You kind of liked her, but you maybe didn't at all the whole time because you never trusted her. 
Um, she she was the true Loki of the show. <laughs> um, and at the very end, her saying, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go find free will, and again being an allusion to like go finding power or getting power or whatever. Um, that that felt almost like a full. 180 of the character for me because this whole time she's you know like very very basically she's like um i'm okay working with god's plan this is the right thing to do this is what we have to do and then she's like you know what maybe i'm gonna be god now and then she just disappears yeah so that you know i'm interested to see where her story goes and what they do with her but i honestly like just for me the perception of that like just full flip a switch 180 and then she's gone i have no idea what to expect or what they're going to do with her um moving forward from that i didn't even fucking consider that loki like got thrown into a different dimension but like a thousand percent yes he did a hundred percent they nobody knew who he was it was the same but different like and because previously the tva had been protecting that one sacred timeline like a very simple explanation is that little the little device that created the portal that mm-hmm. Sylvie kicked him through like maybe there's a whole extra coordinate on that that they never used because there was only ever one place to send people yeah. also she so, doesn't know how yeah, to she use just that. hit random she just and kicked him thing. through and she now he's said, in a bye he's in a whole different place so uh, there's there's one other thing though because bob you also asked like what does this do for movies right so they they managed to keep Kang the Conqueror under wraps um, up until this. You know, I mean, they, they had announced the casting, and they also announced that he was going to be in Ant Man and Wasp, mm-hmm. which excited a lot of people. But no one was expecting him to actually show up in Loki. So the fact that they managed to keep that reveal under wraps is pretty great. Um, but like, I don't. So here's my issue with like this series being viewed as simply a vessel for furthering or like a vehicle for furthering the um the plots of the movies is like we have certain shows that are obviously not getting renewed wandavision was honestly i think really good as a one and done um i think it was a vehicle for the characters mm-hmm Mm-hmm. It was fun and cool and totally watchable again and totally stood on its own as a unique piece of television that I am so glad was made because it was just good and different. Um, but it was. It was a vehicle for the characters to grow and move forward because, honestly, Scarlet which is a big part of the Marvel Universe, and she's kind of gotten shit for character development and screen time. In the Avengers movies. I mean, yeah, she was she was basically on par with Bucky, who mm-hmm. should be a great character and people do like and care about them, but they just they had never reached the potential of their own character uh, cinematically, and, and now we're there. And and now we, we finally have those like roster spots kind of opening up. Like the like the top tier roster spots are opening up because Black Widow's gone. Um, you know, Steve Rogers is gone. Iron Man is gone. Like, we've got all these spots where, like, people are kind of graduating into the top-tier spots. So they need a little bit more exposition. So, like, WandaVision, totally a vehicle for the movies, sets stuff up, right? But Loki is coming back, and I don't think it's fair 
to put Loki in that same category at this point. Now that we have actual official confirmation that we're getting a season two, mm-hmm. like it's it's not fair to just look at that as a vehicle for the movies because while they did introduce King the Conqueror and they've introduced the fact that like, hey, there's a bunch of us and we're all really smart and we're all going to start a multiverse war. I think the only thing that's like a big, um, a big thing for the movies is just like, hello, multiverse. This exists, confirmed, big facts. Um, and we're going to be seeing a lot of it in the upcoming movies. Uh, yeah. And it introduces King, and, like, that's it. Well, it's one of those things you almost wish, wish that um, the Spider-Man stuff wouldn't have leaked, you know, about... Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, you know what I mean? Between Doc Ock and Jamie Foxx and, like, the past, you know, Spider-Verse... Can you imagine just walking into that theater, sitting down, shoveling popcorn into your mouth, and then, like, fucking Doc Ock and Jamie Foxx, and, like, you just fucking fill in your pants with jizz. Well, yeah, it, 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 yeah, I mean, it happens. It sucks, though, that those leaks happen, because that genuine excitement, that's why spoilers suck. Oh, one, is because it, it robs you it, it def- of that excitement. It definitely does, and and that's the thing of... You know the 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 internet is always the first to go out there and be like, "Oh, this you know this big Marvel villain was introduced this week on Loki." You know, and you're like, "Well, fuck! I didn't watch Loki yet. It's only been out for an hour and a half." Yeah, go fuck yeah, yourself. Right. <laughs> you know, but you know, if you're not first, you're not winning anything on the internet. It's for fucking Ricky Bobby out there. Um, <laughs> but the the fact is, like when you when you deal with that and you see what's happening, you see the split in the multiverse, and you're just like you start thinking about, wait, like J Jonah Jameson, you know, for Spider Man, you're like, wait, is that like this? Like, what's going on here? What are we? What are we doing? Like, and you start thinking. But you're right. If that that Spider Verse thing wouldn't have been leaked like it has been, it just would have been amazing to go in being like holy shit, like, we have different versions because that's what, you know, I thought was the best part of, like, the little gel claymation thing that he was doing on his desk about, like, well, I find people, like, from then. Some of us get along and then other of us fight. And you're just like... That very simple explanation of, like, what the multiverse is. Thanks, Kang. I'm a visual learner. (laughs) Yeah. For anybody who hasn't gotten, you know, picked up what the multiverse is and how it works yet, that was a very good, uh, like, literally, it was a very good teaching tool. Yeah, you're, you know, what, three minutes of television, you're like, thank you, this is way better than Cisco drawing on a fucking board. Um, (laughs) A Flash joke for you guys that have never seen The Flash. Um... Why is this board transparent? <laughs> so it it, 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 this is for me the the most impactful television show for the future of Marvel. Right, and I do I do want to say building off what what you said, where like it's not fair to just say that Loki was like a vehicle for like the I want to you know the MCU in general. Um, because yes, it did create the multiverse and blah, blah, blah. But I think because we now officially have a multiverse, this was the piece of content that finally gave us that, that thing that we've wanted and knew was coming since, you know, like Mm -hmm. everyone was upset that WandaVision didn't establish it. And like, when's it coming? Who's going to do it? Like, cool. We got it. Here it is. So moving forward, different movies, different properties, different characters, can all theoretically be taking place in different universes. They're not all. Yeah. And so I think 
Loki, you know, season two and even potentially beyond of this show can be that like guide through the multiverse kind of tying the other movies together and letting us know what happened where and when if it's not super clear. And also, I think it's an opportunity, first of all, the freedom that exists there for filmmakers now, for people who, yeah, but I really like this version of the character. There's so much freedom there. Yeah. It could take, you could, you could open it up with like, you know, Earth, whatever, because we all know that like the main Earth is 616. I say that, but honestly, I'm sorry. Um, that, that maybe we don't all know that like we do but like the, the collective we on these we, microphones yes yeah 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 but like maybe people maybe plenty of people that are listening to us right now aren't aware that the main earth that is covered in marvel comics and stuff like that is earth 616 but like the mcu is kind of its own earth right like that's they, its own thing they did reference within loki at one point that it was 616 but like all we know is that I think it was like, just Loki a was from six one six. We don't know necessarily that everything that's happened so far was six one six, right? And like it's just there's so much freedom there. You could open it up with like you know like Earth, I don't know three twelve or or whatever. I just picked a random number, but there's freedom there that they haven't had before, and that's absolutely beautiful for the future of. The, the cinematic universe for Marvel. So, and, like, on, on top of that, like, um, it's just... Loki has made everyone at least more comfortable with the idea of a multiverse. Well, so, like, yay. You did it. So, I mean, and, and transitioning into the next property that's going to come out on Disney+, Plus, which is the What If... I mean, mm-hmm. couldn't we just, I mean, wouldn't that, isn't that going to be the intro from the Watchers or whoever is now in charge of that show going like, you know, on yeah. Earth, blah, blah, blah. This happened, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes. Peggy and, Carter and got the shield. Truly, yeah, that truly will be the real introduction to um, more than just seeing um like sandbox style, like you picked up this little Loki mm-hmm. from this world by the nape of his neck and then dropped him in over here and watched him interact with stuff. Yeah. Like a, like a, I don't know, uh, like little big planet style sort of like sandbox game where you make a level and then you plop a guy in like that. <laughs> it's going to give us like, what if it's going to be the first time that we actually see um, consequences of different things happening on different earths and more so than just like, Oh, well this guy turned out to be more of a dick than that one. <laughs> well, and, and that, that is the point that I made, I want to say a couple weeks ago where like, you know, what if as a series, I was always on board because like, you know, cool, that's fun. That's good. That's yeah, fun. It's a one uh, and done each time. But it's great. like the fact that each of these, what if stories are, you know, now you can say that they take place on a different, you know, a different, level of the multiverse and they are you know quote unquote canon for that universe is a whole like a whole extra fucking thing to build off like it's not just a hypothetical it happened but like for you on earth 616 it's a hey how might things go if 
Like, what if this happened? How might that play out? Ah, well, child, let me show you Earth 32, where that did happen. And not to, like, blow things out of proportion or set expectations too high, but, like, imagine the series, or, yeah, season finale for season one of What If being a Spider-Gwen episode. Well. And, you know, then, like, boom, established, we're set, and... You know, should the Spider-Verse continue in live-action movies to develop as it is, we can pull her in at some point. It has to be regular Spider-Gwen, though, and not the animated one. So, like, no shaved side of the head Gwen. I mean, she can have whatever haircut she wants, but it should be long. No, it's, it's like, it's bangs and, like, shoulder length. And and, and if if, if Spider-Man has held anything back, if Spider-Man has held anything back, hopefully it's something like that. You know, that their after credit scene is showing, like, another major character from the Spider-Verse that get introduced. Yeah. Just crazy. just a blonde girl walking around and a spider on a wall. So. Honestly, that's all you need. Someone being like, hey, Gwen. Like, that's it. Huh? <laughs> like, what a typical movie thing. <laughs> um well, and, and the other thing is with the opening of the multiverse, we've talked to, like there's 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 other things, and 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 I know we're getting on like tangents here about the universe because, like I said, I I really believe that this is you you know the biggest universe building thing that we've ever had to deal with. Here mm-hmm. is that you know unfortunately we have a Black Panther problem. Yeah. You know that that's that that's the sad situation here. Now, if Wanda Forever ends up being on a different Earth with a different recasting, you know? Yeah, dude, like, like just just because it is, yes, it is a problem, it is unfortunate, um, but, like, if they are choosing to move forward with the property, the multiverse gives them so many ways to fix that. Like, you literally could just have, like, uh, Shuri was Black Panther or Killmonger was Black I think, Panther I or think you they, know, whatever. I think they have to do it more delicately than that though because Chadwick Boseman was such like he was such a big deal to the whole black community like that's yeah, yeah. It, and it, it was it, such a loss when he died that I think they have to like graduate someone important into that role. Like it has to be like Shuri like takes over or something mm-hmm. um, rather than just recasting and saying, oh, well, we grabbed Black Panther from this earth. Like that just it, it, it seems it insensitive feels, now you say it. Yeah, it feels wrong. It feels like you're just doing him dirty, you know, like it just mm-hmm. it doesn't feel right. And they've already said that they're not going to recast Black Panther. Um, they have made that announcement and they made it very like definitively. Disney said, we are not recasting him. Like that is our Black Panther. And and like in the same vein, like, you know, they could not recast him, but they could have Shuri take over in his stead. And maybe she doesn't become Black Panther, but maybe she becomes something else. Um, I, I don't know. But it's just they I don't they can't. They can't. It, I mean, yeah. it was. It was just such a big loss and um, so many people were really devastated. And like, and honestly, what a, what an awful thing, you know, like everyone who is black finally gets that big superhero character that is a worldwide phenomenon. And like, that's me up there. Like that's, I see myself when I look at him, like they get to feel that. And then there's the tragedy of him 
dying because of cancer. Like, that, how awful is that? So, like, first of all, it, it's it is great that they have um, fucking Captain America now. Like, hell yeah. But like, yeah, I think there's still limitations to to what feasibly they should do with the multiverse. Yeah, definitely. Um, so l- let's refocus on the show a bit. Right? We yeah, got huh? off on a tangent there, but it, that's the fun of doing this show. And the fun of this ending is that it opens up and legitimately the three of us have done this before and we could sit here for seven hours and continue to talk about you know these all these scenarios and how they would play out uh, it's the just who we are verse but uh let, let, let's talk about you know i i just want to talk about the whole interaction between our three main characters this week between loki sylvie and kang that that scene those scenes with those three I could watch over and over again and probably pick up on different things between those three actors interacting with each other. It was, uh, the storytelling was amazing. The acting was amazing. The fight scene was amazing. Like there was nothing short of spectacular from that, which like, if you go back and look at it is such like a simple scene. You know what I mean? It, it wasn't like, uh, big explosions, big boom bang, like things. It was a sword fight in a conversation, and it had me going, "Holy shit!" the whole time. Um, and a- as far as her character goes, like where where will she be for this whole season too? Um, you know, after she takes the life, bumps Loki out. It, her future is probably the most important future for me because I want to see more of her. Um, yeah. And, and I, I, I don't think at this point, you know, they, they shared their kiss, they did their thing. And it was just, it was like, wow, this, this, this thing's happening. Like, and she was given that choice of what, what are we going to do here? And a lot of it, it, it at least for me, it was very like Matrix meeting the architect type thing of like as he's reading through and he's like, I know everything. And like, you know, when Neo starts yelling and then the screens start yelling and all this other shit, I'm just sitting there watching it going, holy shit, how is this going to end? Because th- this this man is amazing. And then when he says it stops there and that's what like I was just like, what do you mean it stops there? Like. This uh, this seems like this is that ultimatum this is that moment like based on this decision are are we going to go one way or the other if you know one was chosen the the right path or the wrong path we still don't know which is which you know or or we get this continuous loop and i was like that that, again i don't even know how to put it in words like i want to go back and just watch that interaction between those three over and over again, um, that right there, that 10 or 15 minutes of television was better than some of the, like the best television I've seen ever. What do you guys think? Yeah. It, um, it was a lot of exposition, but it was a lot of exposition that was necessary. Yes. And I think, um, and engaging, like I I was, I was eating it up. I I agree. I agree. I think that's, um, that's been the biggest complaint that i've seen and like not by a lot of people just by like a few people what they were like oh well it was just kind of boring and like well then you don't 
understand you, you television. You just watch action flicks then. Like, yeah. that's all you watch because it was good. It was well acted. Not everything has to be big, huge, like, motions and, and loud voices and outbursts and stuff. Things can be soft and, and not dull. Like, that. yeah. It, it was really good. And it was really... It was encouraging to see that as well because, yeah, you're so used to Marvel movies and stuff being like action things. And I think it's it's really nice to see the TV shows in particular um, start to branch out and explore different kinds of performances. They they know what they want to do and where they want to go. And they they know what the general audience needs to be able to like understand, follow, comprehend to pull those things off. Like we are, what, what are we like 15, 20 years into, no, not 20, but we're at least got to be coming up on 15 years of the MCU, right? When did, when did I It was like 2007 or something, 2006. Um, you know, whatever. We're 22, 23 movies in. We'll just say that. And, like, they are just now deciding to, like, pull the trigger and roll the dice on the concept of the multiverse. We're 13 years in. Yeah. Um, so, like, it's... There is a lot that needs to happen. And like I said, it was a lot of exposition because it needed to happen. It needed to be established and explained. But it wasn't done in a way where, like, oh, this is boring or this is, you know, skip through it. It was engaging. It You were fucking learning what you needed to know for the the future of this cinematic universe to like continue moving and continue making sense to you as a viewer. So like shut up and enjoy the shit out of this. You bastards. <laughs> I think I think the average viewer that's never read a comic book um doesn't have as good a sense of like multiverse or like you know, that being a term in general aside, you know, just like alternate realities and stuff like that. I think a lot of the type of people who just watch Marvel movies, you know, they they don't read comics and maybe they have more of an interest in them now or maybe they just started or something like that, but they might not be as familiar um, yeah, all of this was really necessary, but I think there's like also, there's also like a subsect of people that watch Marvel movies, but they don't watch like sci-fi or anything else that's like really kind of more on like the Mentally fantasy engaging, side. quote unquote. That's not what I was going to say. I was going to say like more like fantasy kind of thing where they like really delve into like, like alternate versions of people or alternate realities and stuff like that stuff that requires the imagination to understand well sure but that's also not what i was gonna say but yeah 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 um, unfortunately there's a bunch of uh television viewers that need everything put out there and don't have the imagination uh guys hold on one second i have to do something because i'm about to run out of time on my timeline i have recorded oh, okay. way too much so um okay we'll pause right here for a second thank you As, as far as, you know, you guys have been talking about the imagination and everything of people, it's we have very dumbed down movies and television, you know, and I reviewed one of them. It was called Fast Nine, um, where, <laughs> <laughs> you, 
You, you know what I mean? You don't Family. need a brain. You don't need a brain to go in there and watch that movie. You know, it, it's just, a it's a six year old playing with his cars um, on <laughs> the big screen. And so, you know, for the people like this article from Slate dot com that that is stating that Loki finale is repeating the flaws of Winter Soldier. You know, and the Marvel shows that are already in a rut and that the series remade a charming villain into a dull passive hero. That like you just so you fully don't understand multiverse is what you're telling me. Well, like, that and, and, and the fact is you don't understand character development. It's not like what you saw here, you know, in Loki and WandaVision and everything else is character development. I'm on a, a, was was that article referencing Kane or Kang or Loki? Loki, the series remade a charming villain into a passive hero. They're right, talking that about could Loki. Also, describe Kang. No, they're talking yeah. about Loki. Here. They're they're talking about Loki. They're <laughs> talking about the fact that Loki, as a character, like in the comics, is typically a villain, and um, they they took him from being back to villainous in the MCU and then turned him into what they deem a dull, lifeless, whatever the fuck. So I completely disagree. And I think that's literally the point of this show is that this is a different Loki. Like, yeah, this is that Loki. uh, And then like he grew and changed. He grew up different. But, like, we already got the Loki that we got throughout, you know, the Thor movies and Avengers. Mm-hmm. And, like, we got to see that. And he still had that mean streak, yeah. you know? Like, we, so, it, like, that's the point of this show. Fuck you, guy that doesn't like this specific Loki. You got to see a billion Lokis in a room a couple episodes ago. We got the we got the villain who evolved into a shitbird with kind of a heart of gold at least he was willing to die for what he believed in he just against thanos etc wasn't able to open up quite as much or as quickly because he didn't have the exact same knowledge that this loki does and and now we get this loki which is started from that same base little loki seed and he as king of free will and mischief was able to become a completely different loki this time like that is this is this is everything that this show is and what this character, as we have learned from this show, like strives for. Like, I don't know. I'm I just... haven't considered Loki a villain in the Marvel Cinematic Universe since, like, since Avengers. Yeah. Since <laughs> Avengers. Like, yes. not a true villain. Let's be fucking real. Yeah. And, and, and the case is, like, even if you did consider him a true villain and you want to call him a dull hero, as this writer puts... The, the fact is you don't go from a villain to Captain America without a transition point here. And the fact that this has been extended to season two, I think we're going to see more of like a heroic type hero because he's really concerned about the multiverse. He wants to know what the hell's going on. We, we were left with that ending. So I think we're going to see the character evolve even more. I mean, if you look at the asshole Tony Stark that we got compared to the the end game, um, Tony Stark that sacrificed for everything, th- th- that's character growth. That's character development. So I don't know why this guy thought that instantly we were going to get some like, you know, 
golden boy Loki out of a hero out of this who just came from being locked up by the Avengers. And, like, even beyond, like, you know, classic... Well, not classic, but the the Loki villain that we know. Like, Loki from the first Avengers is the most boring version of the character we've had on a screen. Honestly, I would agree. That was my big concern with this show being announced and, you know, what happened at the end of Endgame was like, well, I don't, I don't want to follow that Loki. I'm not about that I want that the guy. old Loki back. The I one we got to watch. Loki. <laughs> when we got to watch grow up. I'm sorry, but if you can't appreciate character development for what it is, we got villain Loki. That's done. We're doing a new Loki now. We have Loki at home. (laughs) And and again, go back to the little claymation explanation. We are not all the same. Mm -hmm. We run across each other. We saw that even Loki with, you know, after getting erased, you know, we saw them run into different versions of it. Some of them were more heroic. Some, Some of them were, were just more, angry. More alligator-like. Some of them <laughs> had scales. Um, is alligators considered scales? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have scales. Okay. Well, it's bone armor. No, it's not scales, but well, it's armored. scaly. Because reptiles are, have like scaly skin, but they don't necessarily have scales. But we we got all that, and <laughs> he's he's um, dragon adjacent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a fucking dinosaur, man. Um, and, and that's what we have here now. I, uh, I don't know if I missed something and I'm going to throw this out here and this is based off the Wikipedia, like little summary. Uh Oh, did I miss the part where the timelines, nobody can be pruned anymore? Um, what? Uh, According, according to Wikipedia, she kills he who remains, I don't know why they don't call him by his real name, unleashing the multiverse with timelines that cannot be pruned. I would assume I think- that the just the little pocket dimension that they had basically for storage of those that are pruned um, was like no longer accessible or or just was was accessible and just is a place. So there's no way, because all pruning people did was teleport them somewhere else. Yeah, but I think that's more of, I think think that might be a poorly written thing um, where they really meant like, hey, um, no one could possibly keep up with pruning that many. Like, you just don't have the manpower. <laughs> There's like, too many branches on that, that yeah, timeline yeah. right now. I, okay. I think it's more so, like, the timeline's a lost cause. Like, uh, buddy, ain't no way you're pruning all of those new branches right now. Like, uh, it's, okay. it is moving too fast. It is branching too quickly, too much. Like, no way. You you just don't have the manpower for it. Like, I think it's, I think it's just poorly written. Because there was nothing in the episode that indicated that pruning was impossible or couldn't be done anymore because um, Mobius was about to prune 
Renslayer. Mm -hmm. And then he was just like, come on, like, yeah, you know, I don't want to, but okay, here we go. And then she kicked him on his ass. So (laughs) well, like the conversation that Loki walked into was like, well, what do we do now? It's like, well, what can we do? Yeah. Just because it's overwhelming odds. It's it's pruning, you know, you clip little limbs off of this big branch, but now you... (sighs) You have to clip the big branches. So, was I was I alone in this? Uh, I I just I, I need to know because this is the episode that the last episode of the season. <laughs> this is the episode where it really hit me why it's called pruning and and like it's really a beautiful metaphor because it's like pruning a plant to keep it growing beautiful. You know, oh, is that leaf coming in a little? little weird or like oh is there just too many and it's like the plant's starting to lean this way yeah you just got to prune it up it's it is gardening it's like housekeeping to keep everything nice and beautiful and clean um and i didn't i didn't view it that way i didn't think about it that way or visualize it that way anytime they said like oh we're pruning them I I immediately just thought of just like, oh, they're pruning up like your fingers when you're in the pool. Like, I don't know. Like, I just didn't think about that until I had the (laughs) visual. You you thought about a dried fruit. I didn't I didn't think about it until I had the visual of like and someone said like pruning the timeline. But until I had that and I thought of them like clipping off little branches, this is the episode where it really like sunk in for me that that's what they meant it just was not clear to me the whole time like i said before i'm a visual learner it's all right well the funny thing is you're a visual learner and every time they show the thing breaking off uh timelines like breaking off or nexus events i was thinking that the timeline was switching and it was like a branch so (laughs) it's all right we like you said we all see stuff different. This is why we talk and 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 We're it's all a non dumb in it's, our own ways. It's 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 non judgment <laughs> area. You're you're safe here, Lauren. It's okay. Thanks. Um, yeah, I I feel like there's so much more we could just go into and continue this conversation. Like I said, for hours and hours, but. Uh, it, it's one of those things. It's going to be eighteen months, probably a year. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just impressed. Like, I think my last thing that I really have to say um, about this episode before any of us kind of like break it down and read it. Like, I don't know where you're going, but I just have That's to. That's where I was going. This. Go ahead. Yeah. No, th- <laughs> this is the time I'm, to interject. This is that point where I usually go. <laughs> you guys got any last thoughts before I go to break? Okay. okay. Boy, I'm, do I? I'm just impressed. Like this episode was phenomenal. It was great. First of all, the transition at the end of the episode from like. Mobius and Hunter B-15 being together and being like, okay, well, um, you know, Renslayer went off and did some shit. We told everyone all the secrets. And then it's switching to either the timeline has changed or Loki's in an alternate, like, you know, he's in a different reality, a different timeline. Um, but the, that that transition, wow, the direction and the cinematography, beautiful, seamless you have no idea. You're just confused until it's it pans over to the statue of King. Um, phenomenal. Phenomenal job. And then the other thing is that I'm just impressed that we still managed to get character development for Loki in the season finale. He still grew even more because he actually put his heart on his sleeve even more. And he was willing to throw down his sword first, put himself in harm's way 
because he's like, Hey, this is bigger than you and I, and as much as I want you to be happy and I want you to be like, you know, getting everything that you want, this is everything. This isn't just you and I at stake. This is everything. And we, we, we just need to take a second. Like the rationality of this man, the willingness to be like, well, hang on a second. Let's hear him out. And no, it's not about the throne. He actually, he's actually come to the conclusion that ruling isn't what it's meant well, like it's not all, all it's chalked up to be. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and you wonder, like we had talked a little bit about earlier about the whole throne room scenario that they had shown the screenshots of, you know, or the production stills that were released. Maybe that that that's why that whole statement was there is because everybody thought he was going to take the throne. And if you saw the previews and you saw the production stills, you're like, shit, he's going to yeah. become King Loki. And I honestly, I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if that was just a red herring all along. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if that was a marketing technique from Marvel. Yeah. I I love I love a character that like understands their own flaws and him just at the end like you know so what do we do now and it's like well you can't trust anyone and I can't be trusted and then he gets kicked through a portal and who knows when they'll see each other again right so it's you know it's it's like sad to for him to know himself so well, for him to know just what he is and the the shenanigans and bullshit that he is known for. Yeah. No, definitely. All right. Anything else? No. All right. We're going to go to a quick break. And when we get back, we'll give our final thoughts on the series. Free stuff is awesome, but free stuff that will spice up your bedroom is even better. Just go to adamandeve.com and select almost any one item for 50% off, and then we'll load on the free stuff. Just enter this very exclusive code, RAINMAN, at checkout, and you'll get 10 tantalizing free gifts, including a sexy item for him, a special toy for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy. And six extra special bonus items that are sure to rev your engine, pique your curiosity, Mm. and even blow you away. Plus, free shipping. Always sent in discreet packaging. Go to adamandeve.com now. Get 50% off plus the 10 free gifts when you enter the exclusive offer code RAINMAN. Again, that's RAINMAN. Because without it, no free stuff. That's RAINMAN at adamandeve.com. All right, we are back. Remember, you can go to patreon.com slash Digital and join one of our tiers. You can hear so much more. We have different comic book shows, different Star Wars shows, Star Trek shows, Circle of Jerks, bunch of shit out there. Go find us, support us. We will love you for it even more. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go first. I'm going to give you guys some time. What we're going to do is we're going to do a series rating or the season rating. I'm sorry. I'm so stuck on the series thing with Marvel, um, but a, a season rating and then the overall rating for the last show. Uh, remember, Paul, you can go up to 106. Yeah, I was going to say. Just, just just still making that aware that you are, you're the only person that is allowed <laughs> to go up to 106. The rest of us will go I by the... It. 
the standard so the standardized Michael Flores scoring system, aka the right man scoring system of a hundred. I gotta do what I gotta do to get that point six six six. Yes. And we will figure out if Paul can sign of the beast this one too. Uh the the finale, I'm gonna give a ninety-eight. Um if for those people that were expecting big explosions and everything else. Yeah, sorry, it wasn't for you. Uh, f- for me, and the, the 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 probably the person that gets least shocked by like swerves, or you know the one that has guessed more swerves than most people on this network. For them to do what they did there at the end of you know the the busting of the multiverse and. Lauren explained that shot beautifully of just how it went through the library and everything else. And I'm just sitting there going, how are, how are they going to explain this? How is he going to explain this to, to Mobius and, and B15? And I'm like, no, who the fuck are you? I was like, wait, what? What, what, wait, what do you mean? They don't understand. And you're just like, shit. Oh and then God. your mind, just like my mind at least goes to all these different He's in a different. He's in a, the multiverse. Is here. He's in a different thing. We've seen the like the 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 expansion of the sacred timeline to have all these branches now. You're like, holy shit! These people don't recognize him. They want him to get back to work. Like he's some just worker bee. And you know the 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 reveal of the statue is just like, holy shit! This is amazing. And now I gotta wait a year, and that's what I want. That's what I always want. I always want those moments. That 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 leave me kind of wanting more. Um, series overall, I give it a ninety-five. Um, nothing like horrible to say about it. it, it it's excellent. Um, these shows keep building off of each other, and we talked about it. I think in our first episode, I almost feel bad for the next one um, because th- there's going to be a point to where one of these shows is going to get called a failure unjustly. Because it was, I believe it was five hundred thousand for Wandavision within the first twenty four hours. It was like seven or eight hundred thousand, and Loki was almost at a, like nine hundred to a million. So, what if is probably not going to hit a million, and people are going to be like, "Well, what if's a failure?" Or Hawkeye's a failure after that. You know, somebody's going to fail. And these have all been excellent TV shows that have brought my mind back from this place of. And you've all heard me say this, that the, this comic book genre is going to die because we, it was oversaturated. Now, yeah. the, these shows have brought back my faith in comic books, that they can still do good writing, that they can still let the creators create and make this universe that is just wonderful and do wonderful things with comic book characters. You know, these guys were some dude's doodles fucking 50, 60 years ago. And now you're looking at them like they're real people and you freaking you fall in love with these characters. And that's what these Disney Plus televisions, the shows have done. It's just this universe. It just keeps growing. And I'm like loving it. I, I'm loving where we're at and looking forward to the next show. So that'd be I, uh, what I give a 98 and a 95. So I, I do want to point out really quickly that um, because what if is animated, hopefully it won't drive away any audience members, like as, especially after the way Loki ended in multiverse. If they can, you know, if they can advertise it right, hopefully everybody who's been watching all of these shows will also continue watching that. But 
Um, the whole what if series could be really big with kids too. Like it might just be something that like parents turn on for the kids to watch because colors and heroes. So it might do like much better than we're anticipating. It's weird. Like you say that, but I don't think bad batch has been pulling good numbers. Um, you know, really? and that would, I, I don't, I don't think it's been as high as some of the other ones. Um, I, I could be wrong. Um, don't quote me on that, but, um, I, I think with the transition from the Mandalorian to Bad Batch, you know, they didn't get the draw that they thought they were going to get. Okay, um, but like, but that's not fair because Mandalorian has a totally different viewership. Um, I, I'm I'm just making the comparison between a popular television show going to a okay. cartoon. That that's all I was doing there. Okay. 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 So, um, who so, wants to go? So, Paul, are you going? Oh, you started yeah, talking. You're, you're you're already go. going. I'm going. I'm, I've been right, going. Just making sure. I've been going this whole time. <laughs> Let me finish up real quick. Um, so, like, I, I, I don't want to just start out and, like, go antagonistic. Um, but here we go. If, if you didn't like the way that this ended if you didn't like like finally getting confirmation and explanation and like ready to move forward with the multiverse everything that people have been speculating about and then complaining about when we didn't get ever since like marvel quote-unquote tv started then like fuck you this was great um I mean, yeah, we already you know hit pretty much everything that I feel about this. So I'm just gonna do the the episodes in '99. It did everything that I wanted it to do for this show, as well as everything that I wanted for the MCU moving forward. We've got the multiverse. We've got these characters that we can continue seeing in season two of this show in you know new shows and properties ant-man 3 with you know kang being the villain of that and you know things that i am excited about with spider-verse and you know doctor strange 2 and general multiverse nonsense like fucking i'm here for it let's go all's here Um, for the shenanigans so this episode gets a 99 the series gets a 98 all right Damn, man. Like, I... Oh. Paul didn't use his 106. Thank you for not using your 106. Uh, That's in the back pocket. <laughs> no, it was only for this. <laughs> I get a one-time use, and no. nobody will like it. Um, Are you going to save it for a special Batwoman um, edition that we do so we can get a 54 overall? No, it's going to be what if. <laughs> okay. Um... I I think I'm going to go 98 for both episode and season. Um I think I, I don't I don't even know what I think anymore. I don't who am I? Um it, it it was just it was just fucking good, man. All right, like it's we have we have broken down so much about this show, and you guys have called out some great things just in your final thoughts here on like the show and the season and stuff. It's just it has been such a good run on this show, and I think that this is a really 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 good example that more networks and streaming services should keep in mind i would much rather me personally and i think i speak for a lot of people when i say this i would rather i would rather rev i would rather have 
more intentional television. Like, fewer episodes and better content. Yes. I would much rather see, you know, six episodes, eight episodes of a show and have that be just filled to the brim with, you know, however much action, character growth, exposition, all of these things as, like, is necessary and and fulfilling and good and just focus on making the show as good as it can be. You don't need to have a 24-episode season yeah. of a show. No. Entertain me. Do not waste my time. Right. And, like, while I love, you know a show that goes on for months so I can keep watching. At the same time, I I don't need that. I don't need that much time and content for for me to deem it good. I would rather it be shorter and good the whole way through than have episodes where I'm like, yeah, but did they need to do that? The one episode this season that all of us were like, well, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. It seems like it's a lot of just like character development and it seems like it's going to be important. Guess what? It turned out to be completely important, completely pivotal to like the character growth of Loki and Sylvie. Mostly Loki, but a little bit Sylvie, but mostly Loki. Like it, it was pivotal. It was important. It created a whole thing that started another thing. Like it, nothing in this show has been a letdown. Everyone's acting has been top-notch the entire time. I think the only thing I'm missing is Mobius on a jet ski. <laughs> yeah, we didn't get and, the Mobius jet ski yeah, scene. Yeah. And maybe Alligator Loki on a jet ski. And But, like, that's reaching. You know, that wasn't promised or, or implied. So It should it was be a the want. opening scene of season two, though. Yeah. Yeah. Him on a jet ski. So it, it just... This is everything good about... TV on streaming services is is the freedom that they have to do things like yeah you know what Loki's only going to be six episodes and that's that's just that we we and we're fine accomplished yeah we accomplished what we needed to there's going to be buzz we're confident in the show we believe in the show we believe in the cast we believe in the showrunners like it's fine because guess what people are gonna be talking about it and then we're gonna sell all this merch. And that's going to be great. And then we move on to the next show. They've got, I mean, they're so smart. They've got show after show lined up and nothing is super competing because Bad Batch is going on right now too. Mm -hmm. And that has been so good. It's been so good. Um, But like all of, all but one of the animated Star Wars shows have been really good. So that's not surprising to me. It's just kind of like following suit. Um, but it's yeah, but it's not directly competing. It's an animated show, and like, cool. What if is going to happen too? But I think that starts like towards the end of Bad Batch. So they just they're so smart, and I hope that more places, more networks, more streaming services learn from what Disney and Marvel are doing, and and Lucasfilm. Yeah. All right. Well, that gives us a 98.333, uh, we kicked the beast rating, uh, for the episode and a 97 overall for the series. Now, we will be back in about a month when What If starts, um, 
as far as Marvel and RMD, we will be covering that in some form or fashion. Um, in between time, you can always go find any past or future episodes. We do tons of shit, like I said earlier. You can go to RainManDigitalMedia.com. You can find all our shows there. If you found this show and you haven't yet, rate, review, and subscribe. Let us know what you guys think. We appreciate you guys coming along on this ride with us through Loki as we establish this multiverse. And we will talk to you guys soon. I am Iron Man. (laughs) 